All right, so we are continuing my spam. Uh, okay, so this is the second day of our one-on-one -on -one training and our ally is getting, you know, highlighted yellow, yellow, little by little. So let's go back here to the questions. All right. So before I did, okay. So in this case, um, what would be the answer to this question? Uh, the waiver of premium. The waiver of premium is the answer, but can you just explain it? Okay. Um, it's, so, it's so waiver, explain waiver of premium. What exactly is that? Okay. So, so the waiver of premium, uh, just hold on one minute, my alarm is going off. All right, with the waiver of premium, um, the, another name for that, and I didn't, um, uh, where's my pen, 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 pen? Okay. Yeah, so with the waiver of premium, uh, we probably cover that, but I didn't tell you the term. So um, the, the waiver of premium, we, we talk about the disability income um, um, policy, right? Uh, no, disability income um, rider. So another name for that is waiver of premium. So, so you see how, now, you know how even though you knew now if they are told if they are, if they had the option their um, disability income um, you no know, rider, right? You are going to get it right, right? But because they put waiver of premium and you don't know that waiver of premium is the same as disability of um, of um, um, disability income rider, you you got it wrong, right? So another name for disability income rider is waiver of premium. Okay. Yeah, waiver of premium. They all mean the same. So, so the premium, if you're disabled, the premium is going to be waived, right? And they're going to pay you monthly uh, income. So, disability um, income rider is the same as waiver of premium. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. So, just know the the synonyms. Disability of um, disability income is the same as waiver of of premium. Now, now, now the, the payer rider is also sometimes referred to, you know, and I forgot to put some of these synonyms because the exam is tricky, you know, and that's why I, I talked about um, knowing the names from, you know, knowing multiple names for the same thing. For example, agent, you should know an agent is the same as a producer, the same as an underwriter, right? So sometimes, uh, as a few underwriters. So sometimes they may not say an agent, they may say a few underwriters. But if you don't know that a, a few underwriters is the same as an agent, you're probably gonna get it wrong, right? So another name for the payer rider is the, is the juvenile rider. Juvenile rider. And then as I said earlier, Another name for term rider is the base insure rider. Okay, so that's but but that's that's the answer. So waiver of 
uh, waiver of premium rights. Now, the, the waiver of premium, some people get it confused with the return of premium is different, right? So the return of premium is that they are going to return all the premiums you pay up to that time, right? So let's say you pay $10,000 total in premium, they want to return all of that to your beneficiary. The waiver of premium uh, means that you're just waiving all future premiums that you're supposed to pay. Okay, so yeah, there are two different things. So waiver of premium is just waiving off future premiums. Exactly, all future premium payments. Um, not doing sometimes the waive all future premium payments for a certain number of time, or for as long as that disability. Oh, that that disability, yeah. right? Yeah. Whereas the return of premium, you return all the premiums you pay. Um, you know, uh, if you die within a certain period of time. And the return of premium is usually with um, term term insurance. Okay, it sure makes it easier when you have a, a when you know what the you know what the term means. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, as I said, no. If we can't finish everything by tomorrow, if we need more time, no, I don't I don't mind you know spending more time with you, but. I want you to know, and for you guys listening, for all my people, yeah, um, most of the time, you know, I, again, there are certain situations, maybe due to whatever I got going on, I really can't go beyond, but most of the time, if I can, I will always try to put in more time if you need it. So I will not leave you hanging. Uh, that's the bottom line. All right. So yeah, let's go to the next question. This one says, oh, okay. Let me switch my camera. I don't know if you can see. You, you can see my screen? Yes. Uh, no, not the, the writing, but you see the test? Yes. No, uh, I see the, yeah, the question. Oh, you see the question? Okay, okay. So it says here, which of the following, uh, which of the following provisions guarantees that premiums will be waived if a juvenile life um, policy owner becomes disabled? Okay, so uh, again, um, oh, well, you already has the answer there, so you already know. So now- Yeah, now I know, yeah. Uh, so, so explain your own word, what is the payer clause? So the payer clause is for, um, is the same as juvenile, uh, what's it, juvenile? It's also the same as juvenile rider. Juvenile rider, correct. Uh, that's uh, anyone under the age of 18, I believe. Yeah. Um, so in this, it says, which of the following provision guarantees a premium would be waived if juvenile life ownership becomes disabled? So yeah, so yeah, payer, um, the payer clause ensures the premiums would be waived for a juvenile life policy if the policy owner becomes disabled. Okay. So it just basically means that the premiums will be put on hold, exactly. right? Mm -hmm. if, the, if the policy um, owner becomes so, because sometimes parents will get insurance on their kids, right? Uh -huh. um, no, um, so that's called juvenile policy. So you get um, a policy for your juvenile. So you get a policy for them, right? But, and, and, and you are the payer, right? So now it makes sense that if something happens to you, Right, like um, if you if you become disabled and you can't continue paying premiums, then they're not going to let that policy to lapse, right? 
that, that mm -hmm. we're going to continue on the, the wave to premium payments. So that's, um, uh, that is called the payer rider or another name for it is the payer clause. Now, we talked about um, what is the automatic premium loan uh, provision? We talked about that earlier um, in your own words. What is that? Oh boy, I can see. I can't look back. No, 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 don't look, because the whole <laughs> thing is the test. No. I know, but we just did that one. Uh, like, um, automatic premium loan. Okay, so, so yeah, um, that's when if you have cash value, if you have, right, if you have I see cash. You notes. <laughs> no, 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 it's not even on this page. It's not on here. I'm just thinking, I'm just looking, thinking. Mm -hmm. um, so if you have cash value in your loan, you can't make your payment and you have already extended the gross period, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, yeah, the gross period and you can't pay your, your premiums, mm -hmm. then the insurance company will take that money from um, your, your cash value mm -hmm. to make your payments until, you know, until it reaches the, you know, I, I, until you either start paying it again on your own or it um, uses up all of it, pretty much. Okay, yeah, that's, that's it. So so it just helps to prevent your policy from lapsing. So let me ask you on the question, what is the purpose of the automatic premium loan provision? Well, the purpose is to prevent your policy from lapsing. So lapse um, is just an insurance lingo to say um, your policy will not be terminated for um, a non-premium non-payment of premiums. So anytime your policy gets terminated because you don't, you can't pay your premium, that is just the insurance lingo, lingo for uh, laps. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, that's the insurance lingo called laps. When you can have full, it's, it's almost like someone, um, someone, someone got kicked out of their house um, um, because they can't pay the mortgage, right? So now, I mean, you could say what, what the person got thrown out, but another way to say it, no, you know, the, you know, the industrial um, lingo is you got uh, foreclosed on, right? So now you may say, what is foreclosed? If you don't know, but you know, foreclosed just means that the bank kicked you out of your own house, right? So in insurance lingo, um, um, lapse just means that your policy, uh, no, you got terminated because you won't afford to pay your premiums anymore. Right. All right. Now, uh, what is the assignment, um, this assignment provision? Uh, um, and Make anything, yeah, yeah, the assignment provision. Now, we have not covered that yet. Okay, so I'll, I'll just go over that quickly. So, so the assignment provision now, um, every insurance contract will have some um, will have some mandatory uh, provisions, right? Um, every every life insurance contract, I think there are I think 12, 10 or twelve mandatory um, uh, provisions. So those are standard provisions that will be on all insurance contracts and life insurance contracts. It doesn't matter whether it's in Georgia or California, or it doesn't matter the states, right? Um, because the National Insurance, uh, the, the National Association of Insurance Commissioners, they got together and came up with all these standard provisions so that 
someone who is in California or New York or wherever has the same benefits, has the same uh, features as anyone, anyone uh, anywhere else. So it's like national provisions. All right. So um, while we're on this, uh, one of those provisions is assignment. What does assignment mean? So assignment just means, oh, I'm getting your feedback. Let me mute your mic here, the feedback. Okay, so assignment, assignment just means that you as the policy owner, again, another name for policy owner is policy holder, all means the same. You as the policy owner, you have the right to assign your policy or a transfer ownership to someone else. Now, when you transfer that ownership, again, you can do one of two transfers. Again, so assignment is just insurance lingo. Uh, trans, uh, assignment is just insurance you know, lingo or insurance jarg uh, jargon for transfer. So when you transfer your, your life insurance, you, know, you transfer ownership um, to someone else, you have two types. You can either do it, you can either do um, um, an irrevocable transfer or a revocable transfer. So irrevocable means that once I transfer that to you, that is it, I can never get that right back. It's almost like someone who adopts um, a good, yeah, someone who adopts a kid, right? Like, okay, I know once I know, yes, as, as the parent, no, no, as the parent of the child, I have all the um, um, parental rights. So the state gives me all the parental rights. But if I go ahead and transfer my kid over for adoption, then I'm giving all, I'm giving over all my rights over that kid. I'm giving all my parental rights to someone else, right? So now, um, I think adoption is an irrevocable transfer you know, of that right. So once you put up your kid for adoption, you can't come back one year later and be like, oh, no, no, I, I changed my mind. I gave my kid back. No. Now, you have some people who do it, but most of the time, you know, it's difficult, right? That's not how it's done, right? So once you give up your child for adoption, you've given up your right, your parental right, right? Your right as a parent. Now, there, there are some temporary assignments. No, let's let's do child custody here because um, you know um, um, most people will be able to understand and relate to this. So now, instead of adoption, where it's a, like a permanent, um, you know, you're giving up your rights permanently. Now you have some temporary situation. Let's just say someone is going through a mental breakdown. Now, you know, the state um, department of um, what child protective services because my mom used to be a social worker, so I know a little bit about this. <laughs> but, uh, but, it, but the Child Protective um, Services, you know, the agency that protects you know, kids or whatever, uh, so they will come and say, okay, because you're going through this, or maybe the mom is on drugs, you know, just temporarily, or whatever, you know, that, you know, so the state will come and take over that, that kid, right? They'll, they'll take the kid, but most of the time it's not permanent. They'll just take away the kid for that duration or until you get your life together. So it'll be like a temporary um, you know, transfer of, um, of that right, right? So once maybe you get clean or whatever, or whatever is going on, you're, you're back to your saying, then it can, this, the state can transfer that right to you, right? So it's the same with insurance. You have permanent transfer and another 
name for the permanent is irrevocable. So on the exam, if it says permanent, if it says irrevocable, it all means the same, right? So permanent or irrevocable assignment, that means you're permanently assigning your rights now to someone else. Now you have the, uh, no, you have the temporary assignment, another name for temporary assignment is revocable assignment. That means that yes, I assign a policy over to you, but I can, I can take my rights back. So you see temporary assignments usually with um, something called credit life um, insurance. And I think that is on your exam outline. Credit, it should be, you're in the state of Georgia, so it should be. Um, credit replacement. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Um, that is not, I can't believe it's now in your exam outline. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's not on your exam outline, which is strange. It's on most state insurance exam outline. Okay, well, I'll just I'll just talk about it anyway. So 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 with, with credit um uh, with, with credit life insurance, um you know, sometimes no or sometimes not just credit life insurance. Let me not even get into that because it's not on your exam outline. I won't waste time on that. But um sometimes you use uh, collateral assignment um to like if you apply for a loan. Right, some people use their life insurance as a collateral because, hey, if you apply for a loan, I gave you that loan, God forbid you die, then I, as the lender, hey, I just lost money, right? So, sometimes some loans and some mortgages will even do this, even though it's very rare now. But some loans you, they allow you to put up your life insurance as a collateral. So, now if you die, now the, the, um, you know, that person or that, um, company has the right uh, to uh, to a portion of the death benefit, right? So that's collateral, as, no, that's that's um, collateral temporary assignment. Again, temporary, so for example, in the case of that, once my loan is paid off, then I will get back all the, all the rights um, you know, to that policy, all right? So when you think assignment for insurance purposes, again, <laughs> On the exam, because this is an insurance exam, so on the exam, they're going to use insurance um, lingo. They're going to use insurance jargon. So this is why you, you notice when I'm doing a training, I'm going back and forth, giving you, you know, the term, you know, like you know, giving you examples of how it can be used in the real world, but, but also how people use it uh, you know, in the insurance industry, you know, like, you know, or, or how or how people call that particular thing or refer to it in the insurance industry. Because on the exam, most of the time, they're gonna use insurance language. So they won't, they won't use plain everyday language, though you're gonna use insurance language. So you gotta understand exactly what they're saying. You may understand, for example, you may understand assignment, but if you don't know that it's the same as um, transfer or it means transfer, you may get the question wrong. So I'll, I'll go back and forth, you know, like the land, you know, like the, the words and stuff. But when you think about assignment, just think about transfer. Okay. Um, any any questions on assignment? No. No. Okay. So now we can cross that off our list. Now. 
uh, as I told you on the exam, you have filler um, um, answer options there. That is just to, I mean, just to throw you off. No, it's not related. There's nothing in insurance called that. So there's nothing insurance called family maintenance clause. You know, so I mean, so if you're doing your process of elimination, you can just easily eliminate, eliminate that. Now, on your exam, as I said earlier, you're not going to know or remember every single thing. That is just a fact, right? You will not know and remember every single thing, but you want to practice elimination, right? So if you can, because you have four um, options, right? So if you can eliminate one option, now you just increase your chance of getting the, the right answer you know, to 33%. If you can narrow your, your, your choice down to two answer choices, right? Or answer options, now you have a 50% chance of getting the answer right, right? So before you guess any answer, you also want to eliminate one or two um, answers. And now, you know, that will increase your chance. So, so I see you say, oh, well, yeah, I got 73, but I guess most of those answers. So, so that tells me, yeah, sometimes you kind of know the answer, but you're not 100% sure. So you may guess, you no, know, you're narrowed down to you know, two and guess, that's fine. But that tells me that you still know at least some of the material, all right? Okay, I have a question. Sure. Mm -hmm. So you said family maintenance clause. Is that another term with a, the um, because there's something in here that I've been studying about family maintenance. Uh, I don't know if it's a provision or whatever it is, but uh, if I remember correctly, um, it's a type of insurance that you can get that. Okay, so. I think there's like a um, a type of insurance, correct? Yeah, you can get for, but, it's, but, but it's, it's not, not the same thing. No, it's nothing called family. They say it's family maintenance clause. Now, now you can get family family term insurance, which will cover everybody in the family. But there's nothing called family maintenance insurance or family maintenance clause. Hmm. But I mean, um, you know, we'll, maybe we'll come across that, or if you come across it, let me know. But there's nothing called family maintenance clause. You know, that is again, that's just a filler. Yeah. Uh, what What is that? What is that one that um, pays beneficiary? Uh, so it pays a lump sum, and then it pays installments afterwards. Hmm. You say it pays lump sum. So, is if the if the been if the insurer dies, then um, so it would pay their family, or you know it would pay a lump sum of money like twenty thousand dollars, and then uh, after that it would pay a monthly amount hmm. until all of the benefits are paid up or paid out rather. No, those are life settlement options. But if they pay you a lump sum, if they pay you a lump sum upfront, well, it depends. Are they paying you all of the money upfront or, or paying you um, a portion of it? Because it's, it's both. It's both. That's why I thought that was um, yeah. under that family maintenance. No, no, no. It was like so, something where they pay like a fifty thousand um, dollar payout, and mm -hmm. then the rest of it is given in installments on um, in monthly. You okay. know, monthly. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I probably understand what you're saying, but it's not called family maintenance clause. I mean, when we get, I don't know, maybe if you see it, you let me know, but but I think what you're talking about is settlement options and we'll get to, where is that? Yes, settlement, yeah, settlement options. So yeah. So so is there something under there, family something, family nah. maintenance something? No. Nah. Mm -mm. So, yeah, that, I've been yep. saying that. I've been yep. saying that a lot. Yeah. Uh, if you see it, maybe they talk about family maintenance period or family um, family um, term insurance or family term rider, but there's nothing called family maintenance clause or family maintenance insurance. Okay. Yeah. But again, um, if you see it, just let me know. Um, we can go over it. But, but what you're talking about is settlement options. So settlement options are the options you have um, as, as a beneficiary, you know, you know, the options you have to receive your money. So you can either receive a lump sum, you can receive um, you no know, installments, you can receive um, you no know, the, 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 the earned um, uh, interest. So you have different settlement options, but we'll, yeah, we'll get to settlement options um, you know, soon. All right, so now at least we, 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 we talked about um, assignments. Now, let's, let's, let's talk while we're on provisions here. Let's, let's talk about some of these provisions quickly. So yeah, uh, re, the reinstatement provision. Okay, so assignment um, is a standard provision. Okay, so, so standard is one of the 12 provisions. Now the next thing is uh, reinstatement. This is one of the standard provisions also, so standard. So what you want to know is you want to know the standard provisions because on the exam, they may ask you a question like this. Um, which of the following is a standard um, you know, life insurance provision? And then they will give you a lot of options. Uh, they may say something like grace period. Then they will say something like um, you know, um, join life uh, convertible, and then maybe something like accelerated death benefit, and you be like, "What?" But we know that um, we know that um, um, grace period is one of the standard provisions, right? Because every life insurance policies, no matter what state is issued in, must have a grace period, and the grace period is usually thirty or, or thirty-one days for life insurance policies. Now, for health insurance policies, it kind of uh, varies uh, depending on the um, frequency of premium payments. But again, this is not health insurance, so we're limited to just life insurance. But grace period, you know, is a standard, um, um, provision. standard provision. So you know that, so, so what you gotta know, you know, and this is one of the assignments, you wanna know all the standard provisions. So the standard provisions are, you know, I mean, it's right here, you no, know, uh, it's entire contract. Insuring clause, uh, free lock period, right? Consideration, unos rice, um, um, grace period, uh, reinstatement, um, non forfeiture options, um, assignments, suicide provisions, may statement of, oh, well, I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm running too fast. But if you, if you just, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just caught myself. If you can, if you can take a picture of this, you no, know, right there, or you're going to find it on the exam outline. So these are the standard exam provisions. Yeah, I, I was going too fast there for a minute. But you, you just want to make sure you know the um, the standard provisions because a question may be asked for you to identify or miss, um, you no, know, 
um, a standard provision. So they may not ask you what the provision is, but they just want to know whether you know it's a standard provision. Okay. All right. So, um, all right. So let's talk about yet yeah, uh, re reinstatement. Let's talk about reinstatement. So reinstatement is just a provision in life insurance that says that uh, you as the, the insured or the policy owner, right? If your policy lapsed, again, lapse means your policy got canceled because of non-payment, right? So if your um, policy lapsed, you have the right to reinstate that policy within three years. So there are three uh, few things about reinstatement. Number one, you, every policy owner, right, has the right to reinstate the policy within a certain time period. It's usually three years, right? So, so you want to let your clients know, okay, you know what? Even if you, you, you know your policy got um, terminated because you couldn't pay your premiums, you have three years. So the first thing is, um, usually three years, you can reinstate your policy if it lapses, right? Number two, in order to reinstate your policy, you must meet certain conditions. The first one is you must pay all the premiums you owe, right? So. Exactly. So you must you must pay all old premiums. So let's say you owe them two hundred dollars in premium. You must pay that um, before they can reinstate you. Number two, right? You must you must also show evidence of insurability. So if your policy lapses for non-payment, you have to show them that you're still healthy, everything you're insurable, right? So evidence of insurability. And the third thing, you must submit an application, okay? So submit an application, pay all um, overdue premiums or, or, or premiums you owe. And the third, you want to submit evidence of insurability. So you can submit your application, you can pay all the premiums you owe, but let's say they, they do your blood work and they find out, oh, um, you have you know, you know, like, your, like your albumin level is too high. Well, they're not going to um, um, insure you. Like I have a client, this one, she just got, got declined last month. Um, I mean, she appears healthy uh, in her 50s, but the insurance, when they did her laps, they found out she had high albumin level. Like her albumin level was two times the normal um, um, range, right? So because of that, you know, they, they, you know, they declined her. And we I tried three or four different um, insurance companies and all of them de declined her. So I just got tired, you know, no, no insurance would uh, approve her, right? So, so, so the reinstatement, you've always got to show evidence of insurability. And if you know those three things, that is it for the reinsurance, um, no provision. Okay. All right, so, so, so let's, let's move on to some questions. So again, as I said, we're going to go back and forth between the questions and the exam outline. So for those of you who just who are joining us, uh, this is one-on-one -on -one training. Um, yeah, I'm your host here, um, Biko, uh, Pass Your Life and Health Insurance Exam Podcast. Uh, I have here Miss Pam. Uh, for privacy reason, I'm not going to give you more than her first name. <laughs> she's uh, she's in the state of Georgia. So she just listened to the podcast like you. She's, she hit, you know, she called me up. I'm like, what's this strange number? Uh, and, um, and she... And she wanted me to help her pass the exam. So that's that's what we're doing. So I have different options. I can do the exam boot camp, um, you know, one day boot camp for life insurance, or we can do one-on-one -on -one training. Um, you no, know, that's what I'm doing with her. Okay, if you want someone to hold your hands and 
you know, walk you through it. You know, some people need that, you know, that one-on-one time. Or uh, you can go to partiallifeandhealthinsuranceexam.com and we have some practice questions there. Uh, I know, um, you know, you have 100 practice questions and, you know, it's just seven bucks. You can download that and practice. So, but anyway, if you got any questions, my email address is in the description. My cell phone number is also in the description. It's 202 855 uh, 6294. Again, 202 855 All right, so Ms. Pam, let's continue. So we talked about uh, reinstatement. So let's go to the next question. So this next question here says, K is looking to purchase a renewable term insurance. Which of these type of types of term insurance may be renewable? Okay. So which, um, I don't know if you can see my screen here. You can see the question. Uh, you can see the question? Yes. Okay, good. So which, so so now let's, let's just talk about term insurance here, shall we? Because we have a lot of um, things here on the term insurance to check off. So here we have term insurance. Okay, so um, so term insurance is uh, is just a short form for temporary insurance. So meaning that your life insurance has uh, a fixed period. Uh, it may be ten year term, twenty year term, thirty year term, but it's for it's for a, a finite um, or finite. Um, um, period, right? So that's term insurance. Term insurance usually tends to be cheaper than permanent insurance. The best way to describe this is think about term insurance as renting a house or, or, or renting an apartment, right? So you, renting your apartment is not for life, right? Maybe you sign a one-year lease and your landlord tells you, okay, your rent is um, $1,000, right? So, so that lease it's only valid for that term, right? Um, that one, that um, that um, that lease and that um, rent payment is only valid for that term, that term, right? Most of the time, um, rents start out being cheaper than paying mortgage, right? But the advantage of having a mortgage versus a rent, a mortgage, you no, know, stays constant, is fixed. No, for 30 years or how number, but it's fixed, right? It's, let's just say it's permanent, right? Whereas when you're renting, yes, you, you start out cheaper, but as we all know, prices will keep increasing, right? So, I mean, I'm sure a lot of, for those of you who are renting, you can probably attest to this, like the, the, the price, you know, you know, the cost of renting has gone up. Some estimates yes. Have it even up to, yeah, up to you know, 10, 15% in the last two years, right? So, you know, when you're renting rent, I mean, I've, I've, I've been in America now for whew, uh, for quite a few years, so more than 15 years. And the time I spent here, I've never seen rent go down, never, ever, ever, <laughs> right? Okay. So, so it's, it's safe to assume that your rent will never decrease, right? Uh, if it decreases, um, uh, no. I'm not sure what that means, but we know that rents will always increase, never decrease, right? So, 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 um, so, so, but, but rents start out being cheaper. Now, when you're renting, you don't have any equity, right? Like you can rent somewhere for 30 years and you, and you leave out, you know, you move out and you don't even get a penny back, right? Maybe you may get a thank you, but that's it, right? Um. Whereas, 
if you got a mortgage and you live there for 30 years and you move out or you want to sell that house, guess what? You can walk away with some sweet money, right? Some room equity, you know, and you can walk away with some money. So that's the difference. So term insurance is cheaper, is, is for temporary period. And, um, you know, once that period is over, your, your insurance is, is over, right? So now if you want to get a new um, term insurance, you have to reapply and you have to show that you're healthy. You have to prove evidence of insurability, all of that stuff, right? But we all know insurance is based, you know, your premium is also based on your age, right? Because the insurance company is assuming that the older you get, you know, the more likely you are to die, right? So for example, a 50 year old uh, is closer to death than say, um, or 15 year old, or say, or 20 year old, right? I mean, not to sound too more, um, no, I don't know, um, right. more or it's, it's a fact of life, right? You know, that's why nobody likes to get old because besides looking old, uh, age reminds you, you know, of death. The older you, like every year, we get closer and closer to death, right? Because of age. So, so now, if you go ahead and apply, you know, let's say you have your term insurance for 10 years, and after those 10 years, you want to reapply, now it's going to be more expensive. So let's say you pay $50 when you first apply, now 10 years later, you go apply because you're 10 years older, now maybe it's $75 or $100. So term insurance, uh, it gets more expensive with time, permanent insurance, your, um, your premium stays um, you know, level now. There's some permanent insurance where it's adjustable, but for most um, purposes, it, it stays level. Now, with term insurance, it's strictly life insurance. Well, I like to think about it as more like a death insurance where um, you don't, there are no living benefits, right? You can get policy loans from it. You can do anything. It's just there uh, for you to die, for your beneficiaries to take over, right? So when a lot of people think about insurance, they think about term insurance. Oh, why am I going to suffer for other people to enjoy? So that's term insurance. Now, permanent insurance, as I say, is like having a mortgage, right? So all like all your premium payments, some of that goes into a savings account that's called your cash value, right? Now, as you pay your premium, yes, it's more expensive. You know, on average, term insurance is about five to ten times, um, you no know, more expensive than um, you no know, in term for the same um, for the same amount of coverage. But you know that all of that is not just going to um, insurance, right? So you're building equity. Now, when you get to a certain level, you can you can take some of that money out in the form of policy loans or in the form of withdrawals. Right, you can use your permanent insurance for retirement. You can use your permanent insurance for long-term care benefits. You can use your, you know, your permanent insurance for disability benefits. You can use it for so many things, right? So it's not just death insurance; it also has living benefits. So that's the difference between term and permanent. Now, let's come here to term. Let's focus on term again. That's just a general um, um, benefit um, description. Now, on the term, you have. Um, you have different types of term, right? You have level term, you have decreasing term, and you have increasing term. The most common type of term insurance is level term. Okay, so level term is the most common term. 
So, so, so the only thing that's decreasing or, or that's changing with all of these things, the only difference is the death benefit. And Ms. Pam, what is another name for death benefit? Uh, face, face, amount, face, amount. face, perfect. Amount. Perfect. So on your exam, they may say face amount, but you got to know that face amount is the same as death benefit, right? So the only thing that changes is the death benefit. So when it's level, it just means that the death benefit remains level. So your death benefit is level, right? So let's say you get a hundred thousand dollars level term insurance policy that will stay a hundred thousand for the duration of that ten years. Now, let's go to decreasing term benefit. Your, your death benefit is decreasing, right? So now, like maybe every year, your death benefit decreases by 10,000 or something, right? So, so your death benefit decreases. And then for increasing term, your death benefit increases with time. Now, um, um, Let's just go, yeah, so level term insurance, as I said, is the most, is the most common type of term insurance, right? Uh, decreasing term is usually used for mortgage. No, it's, it's usually used for, uh, for mortgage insurance, no? So mortgage insurance is a type of decreasing term insurance. Um, now, so, so sometimes people get, um, they will call it mortgage uh, protection, right? Um, mortgage protection insurance. So pretty much the mortgage protection just says that God forbid, if I die, I, as the homeowner die, I want you to use that money to pay off my mortgage. No, because say you're a single parent, no, and we know that life has certain basic um, necessities. No, food is one of them, no, shelter, it's another one, right? So you know that no matter what, you're going to need a place you know, uh, to live. So if you're a single parent or homeowner or whatever, you got family, and the question is, okay, I, I may not, you know, I'm, I'm okay financially, but what if I die? How would the mortgage be paid? You no, know, because I don't want, you no, know, because the sad thing is sometimes when a parent dies or the breadwinner dies, you know, the family gets, um, uh, gets, um, you know, evicted, you get foreclosed on, right? Because they can't afford to pay the mortgage. That's what happened to my relative uh, when his wife died. No, no, yes, the house got foreclosed, right? Because they couldn't afford to pay the mortgage. So you have, um, so decreasing term is commonly used with mortgage, um, mortgage protection um, insurance. So what that means, uh, you, you have it in specifically just for mortgage. So every year that your mortgage is paid, no, no, um, no, that death benefit decreases. So they may set up to say, okay, maybe every year my mortgage is going down by 10,000. 10, so every year my death benefit is decreasing by 10,000. So, so this is commonly used for, you know, for, for mortgage and, and, and other decreasing loans, right? Uh, if you use that. Now, why I'm on this, a lot of people um, say, oh, well, um, you know, what is really in it, you know, the, the insurance industry for me? And, and we all know that, you know that real estate agents make a lot of money, right? And, 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 I, and I recruit a lot of real estate agents uh, in my business. We know that real estate agents make a lot of money. That's true. 
But we also know that the real estate um, profession, you know, the real estate, realtor or whatever you call it, profession is very saturated, so very competitive. Where if you're a new agent, um, a lot of people rather go someone who has five, 10 or 20 years experience selling homes than, than a newbie who just passed the exam, right? So one, one, one of the things I tell people is now, if you can become a financial professional, a licensed financial professional and you're a real estate agent, now you get to eat on both ends of the table, right? Because now you can also sell um, people houses, but you can also sell them mortgage protection, right? Because as I said, Earlier in the beginning part of the training today, 93% of families will fall into poverty within seven years of the death of the, you know, of, of, of the breadwinner, right? So one of the things that prevents that is if you can provide your client, if you're a real estate agent, you can provide your client mortgage uh, protection. You know that if the parent or the breadwinner dies, the family won't get kicked out of the house. Right, so that will even make you more competitive, and you can, you know, offer your, um, you know, you can offer your, your your clients a lot of things. So I talk about insurance. No, um, it's not just for selling insurance. You're allowed whether you're a mortgage, uh, you're a realtor. There are a lot of benefits. You can even use this to even increase your real estate business. Like the people who are killing it, some of the people I know are people who are licensed professionals also and are real estate agents. All right, so that's that's what um, mortgage protection is used for. Now, you have increasing, um, um, you know, increasing term insurance, right? So this one, the death benefit increases with time, right? So so most of the time, you know, people may get um, increasing term insurance for let's say, you know, when they just get married. So you have a young couple, maybe they're in their twenties, they just get married. Well. Um, no, they don't have any kids here. Maybe they don't have a mortgage, so their expenses or their liabilities are very low, right? But it's expected, you know, as they get older and maybe you have kids, get a house, everything, you're going to need more life insurance, right? So in that case, you as an agent, you can set up an increasing life, um, increasing term insurance where every year maybe their debt benefit increases by ten or 20000 right? Because now they'll be able to match their, um, you know, their increasing responsibility. So the only thing that changes is the debt benefit. The premium always remains fixed. So remember for term policies, the premium is always fixed. The only thing that changes is the debt benefit. So premium is always fixed. Premium is always fixed, all right? So and it gets a little tricky. They may ask you in a decreasing um, term insurance policy, which one of the following um, no, um, decreases? A, premium, um, B, um, debt benefit, um, C, no, they may, no, um, no, uh, C, they may say, no, the, uh, no, the um, duration of, of, of coverage, D, none of the above. Like, what? What did they say? Well, we know the only thing that changes is the debt benefit, but the premium always remains fixed, all right? So for terms, so so now we've covered um, level decreasing and turn uh, no well yeah they don't have increasing no they don't have increasing term on your on your exam outline but anyway I've already discussed it so now the other type of um, term insurance policy you can have you can get a policy that is a return of premium policy. Okay, so now this return of premium, it can be a wider or it can be a term policy by itself. That means, okay, 
I have this term policy, but if I die during the duration of this 10-year term or 30-year term, I need to return all my premiums to my beneficiaries, right? So that's called a return of premium um, term. Now, keep in mind that the return of premium term will be more expensive, right? It will usually be more expensive than the other types of term, right? Because now the insurance company is actually guaranteeing you to give you money back. Right, or give your beneficiary money back. So you have the um, return of premium term. Now you have annually renewable term. What does that mean? So the annually renewable term, most term insurance, as I say, start out at like 10 years. So you have 10 year, the most common ones are 10, 15, 20, and 30 year, right? But you have some term insurance policies that, you know, for whatever reason, people want to renew it every single year, right? So now, instead of having it for 10 years, you want to renew it every single year. So that's just called annually renewable term. All right, I'll stop here. What questions do you have about you know, the types of term policies I just covered? Um, I would just want you to uh, repeat what you said about the, uh, was, it, was it that the benefit stays the same? Or yes, the, the, yeah, the, the death benefit or, or the face amount. So the death benefit is what the client or the beneficiary will receive when the when the policy when the insurer dies. But so the, premium, the premium will increase. The, no, no, the premium always stays the same for term insurance. The premium is always level, always the same. The only thing that changes, depending on the type of coverage, is the death benefit. So if it's a level uh, term policy, the death benefit will be level. It will not change. If it's a decreasing on policy, the debt benefit will decrease with time. And if it's an increasing policy, the debt benefit will increase with time. But the premium always stays um, stays uh, fixed or level. Okay, so pertaining to going back to the question then, mm -hmm. uh, a level, so it says K is looking to purchase renewable term, which mm -hmm. of these types of term insurance may be renewable? Mm -hmm. Perfect. So, so, so the only term insurance that's renewable is level term. Level term is the only one that's renewable. And why is that? Perfect. So, 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 so with, um, uh, so, so renewable term, um, so, so with renewable term, it just means that, um, that a company will automatically renew uh, you know, will automatically renew that term policy, right? Uh, so let's say if it's for 10 years, after 10 years, boom, they'll automatically renew it for another 10 years, right? So that's what renewable means. Or if it's, or if it's one year, every one year, boom, every one year, they'll automatically renew it. That's renewable term. So the reason they don't do renewable term for level and for decreasing, think about it, right? So as I said, um, decreasing, is usually used for mortgage protection or for other loan protection, right? So no, I can't just automatically renew it because maybe after 10 years, my mortgage will have been paid off. So I need to sit down with a financial professional to, you know, to reassess. I don't just want you to automatically renew it, you know, right? Now I want you to sit down and see, okay, um, what's the balance of my loan? Does it still need to be paid off? How many, you know, do I, you know, uh, no, no, um, how many more years do I need to go? So, so when you think about renewable, just think about automatic, right? So it's just there. Think about, oh, good, 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 good. So a very good example, maybe what will bring this home, think about renewable as, as auto payment, you know? You know how, how some bills, 
you're like, you know what? I don't, I don't like this every month writing check or going online to pay my bills. So I'll just set it on auto pay, right? So I know that I know that every month, no, because um, I tend to forget and maybe I'm trying to work on my credit. I don't want to mess up my credit right now. So I just set up everything on auto pay. So you know, every month they just boom automatically. Um, no, no, they automatically, uh, no, take that money from your account. Now, there, there are certain bills that you don't want to, um, you don't want to um, automatically pay, right? So, so those ones you'll be like, okay, I'll take down a case by case. When I receive the bill, I'll look at it. If it's right, I'll pay it, right? So, so, so for level term, think about you can you can set up auto pay like auto automatic renewal. For you no know, for you no know, for level pay, but for decreasing, increasing because these ones are a little different, right? Um, because the debt benefit is not stable, is um, if they fluctuates, usually you get it for a specific reason, right? And 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 that reason usually changes with time. That's why you want to make sure it's not automatically renewed. So I don't know if that helped. Yeah, it does. Uh, I guess I was just wanting to know why is it renewable, but but um, that's that's fine. I mean, it helps me as far as knowing the difference. You know? Yeah. So so now um, it's, it's optional, so you can choose to get a renewable term policy. But keep in mind that renewable term policy will cost a little bit more than you no know, than than just a non-renewable term, right? Because renewable is just like you're like okay my term will be automatically renewed after every 10 years you no, know, or every five years. So it, that one is a little more expensive. Okay. Okay. All right. And that's without insurability. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So it says Jay chooses a monthly premium payment more on his whole life insurance policy. Which of these statements is correct? Again, uh, you can see my screen, right? This stuff? Yes. Okay. So yeah, the correct answer would be, uh, no, it says which of the following is correct. So the gross premium is higher. Again, this is something similar. So, so you see um, how they uh, switch it up? So yes. once you understand the concept, you know, That's so right. that, that gross, the gross premium, as I said, will be higher on a monthly premium more. Again, more just means frequency, right? On a multiple more as compared to being paid annually, right? So the correct answer will be that. No, again, we could read all the answer choices, but uh, the face amount. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, the um, no, the gross premium is higher on a monthly payment more as compared to. Yep. Yeah. So 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 the higher the frequency of premium payments, no the lower. The, no 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 no. The higher the frequency of premium payments, no the um uh, no the um no the uh, how do you call it? No, the um, higher the, the gross premium. So if I'm paying um, monthly, because I'm paying higher, right? It's higher frequency, right? I'm paying every month, right? Um, so the higher um, or, or, or the more frequent my, my premium payment, then the higher my, you know, the, the higher my gross premium. So if I'm paying every month, I end up paying more there's someone who's paying once a year. Remember the example I gave you? Yes. If yes, you pay on some, yeah, exactly. As someone right. who did installment, you end up paying more if you do installment. So that's right. Good. All right. So let's see. We're almost uh, done here. Let me see just one minute. 
Uh, I know we started about one hour late today, uh, so we'll try to make up time tomorrow, but we'll, uh, we'll try. Oh, and we need to register you for your exam also. Um, yeah, we need to register you for exam. So let's just go for a few more minutes and then we're gonna go ahead and do that. So I won't, I won't recommend, you no. Know, well, let's see. Uh, I mean, you could still do Tuesday. Um, you no, know, let's let's see. We can, we can, we, we should be able to know by tomorrow. But you should, you know, nah. You got about 60, 70 percent. I think you're about 60, you know, 60 percent ready. <laughs> Usually, I don't like to, um, I don't like people to take the exam until they're like at least 90 percent ready. Right now, from the letter I see, I think you're about 60 percent ready. So if you had to take the exam right now, from what I see. You know, right right now you have a sixty percent chance of passing, which is greater than zero or greater than fifty, but I like it to be ninety percent. So uh, let's see what happens tomorrow. But we can still go ahead and schedule your exam for Tuesday. Um, let's see here. So we have that one out. Okay, let's do two more questions. Okay. So this question, um, a potential client age 40 would like to purchase a whole life policy that will accumulate cash value at a faster rate in the early years of the policy. Which of these statements made by the producer would be correct? All right, so let's, uh, that's types of insurance. All right. Oh so yeah, we hadn't gone on over any of that right there. Okay. The 20 pay. Yeah, you have types of insurance. As I said, you know, we, we already talked about you know, the two general types of insurance. We talked about level, well, we talked about all the types of insurance. So we talked about you know, level, decreasing, return of premium, and other renewable, right? So now let's, let's talk about permanent insurance in general. So you have different types of permanent insurance. Okay, permanent life insurance. You have your whole life. And on a whole life, you have different types of whole life. You have straight whole life. We have um, modified whole life or modified premium whole life. We have um, greater premium whole life. Greater premium. We have, um, what else here? Um, we have um, single premium whole life. Okay. We have limited pay whole life. So 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 um so on the exam they may not say limited pay whole life they may just say twenty pay or ten pay but you know that um ten twenty pay life or ten pay life is just a um, short term um, um whole life policy no not short term whole life but the premium duration is short okay so so that's whole life policy now whole life policy as I say is a permanent policy. And it you no know, like all permanent policies, it comes with a cash value. And with that cash value, you can be able to take out loans, you know, from the cash value, 
uh, no. Uh, you can take out loans from a cash surrender value. You can make withdrawals and all of that, right? So it has a cash value. So when you make a premium payment on a whole life policy, part of your premium will go towards the cost of insurance and another one will go towards your cash value. And as I said, your cash value is like your savings account in a whole life policy. All right. So now, now you, um, then you have other, well, let me not jump up, um, ahead of myself. Let's just stick for whole life now, stick on whole life for now. So now, so, so on your exam, the exam outline here, even though I listed all of this greater whole life, modified, you know, all of that, like five different or six different types of whole life. But, but on your exam outline here, we just have three types of whole life policies. So we have ordinary whole life, which is we sometimes referred to as straight whole life. Okay, straight, ordinary is the same. And we have limited pay and single premium. So those are the three I'm going to focus on. But I just want you to just know that you have these other, oh, and another type of whole life I almost forgot about is variable whole life. Variable whole life. Again, uh, we'll, we'll get to variable whole life when, when we get to the, um, for, when we get to variable insurance, um, no variable life insurance, that will be tomorrow. But we have variable whole life. So yeah, we have six types of whole life. We have straight whole life, Modify whole life, greater premium whole life, single premium, limited pay, and we have variable whole life. So we have um, we have six. For exam purposes, all you need to know is um, uh, well, we need we know those three, and then the other one. Oh, okay. So Georgia doesn't have. Um, Georgia is very interesting. <laughs> they have some things omitted on your exam outline that I would expect. So they don't have they don't have variable whole life under the insurance. Well, <laughs> well they have it under the general portion, but they don't have it under the the state portion. Okay, that's interesting. All right. So um, so so we know that. Okay, these are the only four you need to know, and I'm going to. Um, put a star next to them. So we need to know variable whole life. We need to know single premium whole life. And I'm going to go into detail for the other ones. I won't go into too much detail because it's not on your exam outline. And we need to know straight whole life. And or another name is, as I said, traditional whole life and 20 pay whole life. All right. So let's, so let's talk about, uh, let's, let's start first with, with um, limited pay whole life. So, all you got to know about limited pay is the, the duration of premium payments was limited. So now when you have a permanent policy and whole life is the most common type of permanent policy, is the, you know, the most well-known type of permanent policy. Um, <coughs> just one. Even though we're supposed to end at four, but I'll push that by one hour. No, I know we started one hour late. No. Yeah, I mean, so. if, you, if you have to go, that's, you know, that's fine. No, 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 that's, that's cool. <laughs> you got want us to register for your exam and all of that. So 
we'll go, you know, we'll finish this topic, you know, and we'll do maybe one more question and then we'll register you for exam. Okay. I got you, Miss Man. <laughs> Thank you. I got your back. All right. So, um, all right. Uh, I'm just drinking um, hot. No, I'm drinking hot tea with lemon. Kind of helps to clear my throat. Okay. So, um, so for limited pay, the, the only thing that's limited is the duration. So that limited refers to the duration of premium payment. Okay, so duration of premium payment. So your duration of premium payment. Okay, so that is the only thing that's limited. So you may see um, 10 pay life. You no, know? so most of the time on the exam, they won't say you no, know, they won't say 20 pay whole life. But you just have to know that if they say you no, know, anything has you no. Know, a number and a high thing of pay is right, it's limited. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So so 20 pay whole life, all that means is that you're instead of paying the premium for life, you're only paying it for 20 years. Or if you see 10 pay, no, 10, 10 pay life. That means instead of paying the life insurance policy, paying premiums for you know, 100 years or 60 years, whatever, you're only paying it for 10 years, right? So the number refers to the um, uh, number of years you're, you know, you're um, paying the premiums for. So once you pay the premiums for those number of years, boom, your policy is paid in full. Right. So um, again, the way permanent policies are usually set up, you're set up for you to continue making premium payments until the age of 100, okay? So, so, so let's say if you get someone who's 20, 20 years old to get a life insurance policy, that means they will be paying that regular monthly payment, you no know, premium for the next 80 years. You no, know? and that's why the insurance industry is one of the richest industries in the world. You no, know, people lock down insurance agents and I just, and I just laugh like you, you guys have no idea, right? The insurance industry is the most secure industry in the financial, because the financial, just quickly, uh, let, me, let me just go off topic here a little bit. You have three branches of the financial industry. So let's say this is the financial industry up top here. You know, you have, you have three branches. You know, and a lot of people don't know this. You have insurance, you have banking, and you have investment. A lot of people just know the banking and investment part, like, oh, Wall Street, you know, the banks and stuff, but you no, know, they don't even know that the insurance industry is part of the financial industry. The um, insurance industry, among um, you no know, between these three, you no, know, the insurance industry is the most stable out of the three. Out of you no know, banking, investment, and insurance, the insurance industry is the most stable. Right. right. Uh, during the financial crisis, when they file for you no, know, a lot of banks, almost close to five hundred banks, you no, know, um, went went under. Not a single insurance company filed for bankruptcy. Not a single insurance company filed for, you know, for any bailout. But all these banks and investment firms, a lot of them went out of business, right? So the insurance industry is the most stable. So to be honest, I would, I would in my sleep, any day, I would be, rather be an insurance agent than be a, a banker or be an investment. And that is for another day. So, so you know, but, but, but sometimes, you know, people don't know what they don't know. So they just go by general thing. Oh, you're an insurance agent. So they look down at the thing. You don't make a lot of money. And I, and I just laugh 
and I laughed my way to the bank, like, oh, you guys are sleeping on this. So anyway, so um, so let's get back uh, to topic. I, I try to chewing you know, little things. Because yeah, that's I, good. Uh, because I know, you know the insurance thing gets a little boring and dry sometimes. So I try to get off topic a little bit to, to spice things up. Yeah, that's some good yeah. stuff to know. Yeah, thanks. So, uh, so for so for limited, uh, no, so for limited pay again, it's just the duration of premium payment. Okay, it's not coverage. So on the exam, we'll try to trick you. So they may give you a scenario-based question like, "Oh, um, uh, which of the following is you no know, John has a twenty-pay life policy? Which of the following is true?" And it may say, "A, um, John's coverage will expire." Um, after 20 years, B, John will have to pay uh, premiums for 20 years, you know, C and D, something else. You know, a lot of people will be like, oh, yeah, or if it's a 20-pay life insurance policy, yeah, um, it will expire after 20 years. No, because it's a permanent policy, it is good until the age of 100, but John will only need to pay premiums for 20 years. If it's a 10-pay policy for 10 years, right? So that just tells you the duration of premium payments. So once you meet that, your policy is paid for life. Like if you make that payment for 20 years, that is it. You don't have to pay any more premium. And then at the age of 100, while we're on that, at the age of 100, your policy will say endow. Um, another name for endow is mature. Uh -huh. okay? So so all, all permanent policies, well, they, they try to switch it around like, um, in the last few years, like for universal life insurance policies, some of them now go up to age 121 because people are living longer. But just for exam purposes, you know, because I, I like to stick to what will be on your exam. So for exam purposes, just know that um, permanent insurance policies endow or mature at the age of 100. What that means? That means that at the age of 100, you, the face amount or the death benefit will equal the cash surrender value or the cash value, okay? So, so on the exam, you may see cash surrender value or cash value is all, you know, just, you know, for exam purposes, all the same, even though technically they're different. So, so let's say Ms. Pam, no, uh, you get a $500,000 policy right now. So the, the, the life insurance company is going to structure your payment. And that, that is one of the reasons why you know, the, you know, the older you are, the more expensive your life insurance premium is, right? Because now, let's say, um, no, in, again, I'm not going to call your age because I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> but uh, let's just say Miss Pam is... 25 years old. No, of course she's not 25, but uh, so let's say Miss Pam is 25 years old, right? Uh, and she applied, you know, she gets a policy. No, that means she has 75 years, you know, to pay premiums. So of course the insurance company will give her, you know, would uh, charge her a lower premium. Now let's contrast that with someone who is um, 60 years old. So someone who is 60 years old, they have only 40 years to pay premium. So the insurance company has to charge them more money because they know at the age of 100, voila, if it, um, the death benefit or the face amount 
No, has to um, equal your cash value. That means at that age, at age 100, if it's a $500,000 policy, Miss Pim will give you $500,000 now. Um, if I'm 100 years old, what am I going to do with $500,000? No, I mean, I want all my money while I'm young and healthy, right? <laughs> but, <That's high. laughs> but, but at the age of 100, then the death benefit will equal um, the cash value. That means it will equal money that you can be able to take out. And at the age of 100, your policy automatically um, um, so matures. They're going to take out your money and give it to you, and the policy is automatically canceled at the age of 100. Okay? So endow means the same as mature. And at the age of 100, your face amount of debt benefit will be equal to the cash value and your policy is automatically terminated um, and you receive all the debt benefit in cash payments. Uh -huh. Okay. So limited pay refers to the duration of premium payment. Now, while we're on limited pay, let's, let's go a little further. The shorter the duration of premium payment, the faster you can accumulate cash value. Why, why do I say that? All right. And this will probably be, um, oh, well, this is on this question. Okay. So, so let's just, let's just do uh, three okay, examples. Higher. Yeah. All right. So let's do three examples. So let's say you have John. John has a straight whole life. You know, so the straight whole life is just the regular whole life where, where you're paying premium until age 100, right? So John has a straight whole life and he's paying, let's say, you know, $100 a month. Uh, and let's come here to um, um, Peter. Peter has a 20-pay life. And because he's only paying for 20 years now, let's say it's $500 a month. And let's, nice. let's, let's come here to, to Mary. Mary has a 10, 10 pay life, right? So now because she's paying for 10 years, now she no, she only she has to pay $1,000. But let's come here to Miss um, uh, Pam because man, she's rolling in some dollars. She has a no. She you know she has a lot of money, so she's like, no. What are you talking about? I, I'll just pay one time premium. So now, mm -hmm. let's say Miss Pay, Miss Pam just put. Let's say to pay your entire premium is seventy. No, let's just say um, eighty thousand uh, dollars. So Miss Pam just bam on the floor, uh, eighty grand, right? So mm -hmm. now uh, we have these four people. So on the exam. No, most, most people don't write it out like this, but I just write it, write it out so you can understand. So now, which one of these people do you think will, will have money, know, will have money in your savings account faster? Again, another name for savings account is cash value. Which one of these do you think will have money in your savings account faster or build money in your savings account faster? Uh, the, the lump sum, the eighty thousand. Perfect, the, the eighty thousand. So, so again, so this lump sum is called single premium. So this uh -huh. is a single premium whole life policy, right? So single premium is like bam, no, and no, very few, like less than. I've been doing this uh, since I've been doing this. I've only had about five, no more than ten clients who have just paid one-time premium, like, okay, damn, this is it, I'm set, no. Um, most people don't afford it. It's almost like, you no, know, 
paying for your paying cash for your mortgage. You no, know? very few people can afford to just <laughs> pay for the house upfront cash, right? Right. Most mm-hmm. people do monthly payments. No, unless you're unless you're Oprah Winfrey or your uh, Jay Z, you know, or Michael Jordan, those kind of things. But but for regular folks like us, <laughs> we have to make monthly payments, right? Mm-hmm. So 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 that right there is single premium whole life, right? Okay. So you're just paying for your whole life policy with a single premium. That is it. So your policy is still effective is still good for the rest of your life until you reach age um, 100 but you're just paying for it one time you're one and done so it's like buying your house cash you don't have to worry about any more mortgage payment so this person will build cash value uh the fastest the single premium now the next one the, the next note again the shorter the duration of premium payment the faster you build cash value so mary now mary has um 10 pay right that means she's paying over 10 years well Mary, because she's paying over 10 years, she will be build cash in there a lot yes. faster than right. Peter, who's for 20 years, right? And Peter will build cash value or savings faster than John, who's paying this for the rest of his life. Right. So that's when you break it down, I guess you understand it. Okay. And so, yeah, yeah. And I know you said that... Um, Modify whole life and graded whole life was not on the Georgia exam. Yeah, it's not. But it's can not, you just give me a quick mm-hmm. uh, definition, or you know, real quick, of what the graded premium and the modified whole life is? Okay, perfect. So, 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 so this gets a little um, tricky, and and let me and um, just just one minute, okay. Um, just hold on one minute, man. It looks like my computer is about to die. Just one minute. Let me okay. Let me grab my charger.
All right. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry about that. No problem. Yeah. All right. So um, I'm sorry. So you want to know what's the, uh, what is graded premium or what is modified premium or both? Yes. Yeah, both. Okay. All right. So 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 graded premium um, whole life and modified whole life they're um, they're, they're similar, right? But they're also slightly different. So so both of them start out low. You know the, the premium, right? So the, the premium start out low in the beginning and then increase later on, right? But now the key difference is that with um, with graded thing about graded thing about graded as. Uh, 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 upgrade. Yeah, no, think of, okay, I don't know if you can see my writing, but yes, think I about, can. okay, perfect. You see something like this, right? And mm. then boom, it's like this, right? So now, oh, okay. so so the first year, maybe your premium would be, you know, $100. Then the second year, maybe $110. Then the third year, maybe, you know, $130. And then and then the fifth year, maybe 150. Then the sixth year now is 200 bucks for the rest of life. So for the first five to 10 years, every every year there'll be a gradual increase until that fifth or 10 year mark, boom, where it just increases and it stays level. Right, so it just keeps increasing until level, yeah. correct? Yeah, until level, it keep on, keeps okay. on increasing for five to 10 years. Okay, okay. Every year then it levels out. And you usually get this again for people who, who want a whole life policy but can't afford the regular price and mm -hmm. you get it for them now and with the whole being that as their income increases, you know, they'll be able to afford it more, right? Now, okay. so so um, now, so so that is with graded, right? So when you think about graded, just you know, you know just think of stairs, like stairs. Gradually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, gradually. But it increases for every year for a fixed number of years, five to 10 years, and then after that, it levels off. And it never increases. Now for modify. Uh, yeah, for modify, modify also starts out low, but the only difference is it, it doesn't increase every year. So let's say modify will be something like this. Uh, let me see. Yeah, so 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 modify will be something like this, where you no, know, and then boom. So it only it, it only increases one time and it stays level. So oh, so, okay. so 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 modify maybe you start out with hundred dollars a year and this will stay constant for the first five years, right? And then and then by year six, boom, it goes to two hundred dollars and it stays constant. So with modify, the key difference is modify. There's just one. In, so both of them start low, but modify is just increase one time, whereas graded is increase every year at least five years. Okay. And then, but both of them start out low, increase, and they stay constant. But modify is just one time increase, whereas graded is, is multiple yearly increases. That is it. Okay. And I think so. I think the only one left is for variable whole life. Okay. Uh, okay. Variable whole life. Let's let's talk about that. And we'll conclude on that. And then we'll, we'll try to get you to register for your exam. Uh, so let me cross that one. Okay, so we'll talk about ordinary. You see, I told you most of these things will be yellow. So we'll talk about ordinary whole life, limited pay and single premium whole life. And then um, we're, uh, we're going to talk about variable whole life. Okay, good. Now, while we're just on variable whole life, I'll just show in um, um, everything variable because variable has a lot of similarities, whether it's... Um, Variable insurance or variable annuity, all of that. So let's 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 talk about variable, shall we? 
Oh, so, on, so on your exam, you're guaranteed at least one question on variable. Uh, it may be variable, whole life, variable, universal, variable annuities. You're guaranteed at least one, but it may even be up to three questions on variable. So let's talk about variable. Variable. Well, I mean, the word is pretty um, revealing. Variable means that it's not fixed, right? It varies, right? Right. For example, if you get a variable um, you know, um, interest rate, like some people are very stupid enough to get a variable mortgage. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, somebody would need a financial advisor. Uh, people doing all things. But anyway, so 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 variable, you know, means your you know, means it varies, right? So in this case, we're not talking about mortgage, we're talking about life insurance. So what 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 varies? Now let's let's start off by first of all contrasting and comparing variable versus regular insurance. So let's do a regular insurance. No, again, this is regular permanent insurance. So we're just when the contrast is better. And you can yes. feel free, you no, know, as I'm writing this. You might we want to do universal as well while we're doing that or no? Uh, yeah, so, so, um, okay, and the three, yeah, so the, um, the three, yeah, I'll also put in universal life, everything will be on a, because, um, like you have whole life, then you have variable whole life, you have universal, then you have, um, variable universal, you have annuities, then you have variable annuities, uh, we'll, we'll talk about annuities, um, also tomorrow, um, but, but I'll also just talk about variable on that quickly while we're on it. So, um, so the difference is, uh, first of all, let's, let's start about, let's start regulation. And as I said yesterday, who, who regulates variable products? Well, variable products are regulated by both the federal government, so the feds and state, right? Now, the, the agencies at the state level that regulate insurance and that the primary agency no, or the only agency that tax or regulate insurance at the state level is the State Department of Insurance. So State Department of Insurance. And then the agencies on the federal level, tax or regulating variable products are the SEC. SEC stands for Securities and Exchange Commission and FINRA. FINRA is the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority. All right? Now, for regulation of insurance at the state level, you have only the State Department of Insurance. So for all, for all other insurance, uh, it's only regulated at the state level. But for federal, um, for variable, variable is regulated at both the federal and the state level. So, so that's one level, no, one thing. Now, uh, we talked about this, I think it was yesterday. So I want to see if you remember what law, um, um, what law was a compromise that turned over the primary regulation of insurance to turn it over from the um, state, not from the federal government to the state? Uh, what law? That may be on your exam. I don't see that on your exam outline, but it won't hurt to know. What law? We no, talked about it yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the law that turned over regulation, primary regulation of insurance from the federal government to the state. 
I'm sorry. I, I don't even remember us going over the law. Okay, so uh, that's, that's called the McCarran Ferguson. Uh, no, yeah, is it Ferguson? Ah, uh, yeah, McCarran Ferguson Act. Okay. Yeah, it's the um, McCarran uh, Ferguson, yeah, Ferguson, F E R G U S N, McCarran Ferguson Act of 1945. So before, oh, yeah, I see it, yeah. Yeah, before the, the federal government used to regulate insurance, and but a lot of the states were complaining, you know, because you know, all these things, you know, again, we're still having that um, debate up to now, uh, statewide versus you know, federal rights and federal government, all kinds of stuff. So a lot of the states are complaining, be like, oh, no, this is uh, too much power for the federal government. We want to regulate our insurance. We want to do things the way we want to see fit. So the reach of compromise in 1945, where the states say, okay, as long as you people regulate insurance the right way, we will leave it up to you. So if you don't regulate insurance the right way or, or you're not doing your job, we will step in and, and take over so that was that compromise uh, law. It's called the McCarran-Ferguson Act. Again, it's not on your exam outline, but um, I, I'm, I'm surprised it's not on your outline, but um, it won't hurt to know it. All right, so um, McCarran-Ferguson Act of 1945. All right. So when you think about variable, always think about twos, no two. Right, mm -hmm. variable comes in two. Always think about that. Variable comes in two. The regulation comes in two. The regulated by you know by two uh, entities are regulated by the federal and state, <laughs> whereas <laughs> all regular insurance is just regulated by the state you know, Department of Insurance. Now let's talk about yet the um, you know the investment, uh, or let's talk about the licenses. So to sell variable products. You need two licenses. You need both life, life insurance and securities license. Now, at some point, our securities license, but but that license come with too many headaches, no too, I mean, too many <laughs> regulations. No, uh, and I got in the insurance industry because I wanted freedom. Um, yes, the money is good, but they were just, um, yeah, even before you travel overseas, you had to get your permission, notify them, all kinds of nonsense. It was just too much. Um, yeah, but but with securities, okay, so you need a life insurance license and securities license. Okay, um, this is to sell any kind of variable product. It can be variable life insurance or variable whole or variable universal life or variable annuity. Any kind of variable product, you need two licenses. Remember, I said variable came in twos. No, so came in, uh, no, no, it can't double, right? So you need both life and uh, security. Whereas a regular life insurance or annuities, you just need life license. And guys, while, while I'm all this, let me just make a quick point. A lot of people, um, you know, a lot of people want to do get your life and health insurance license at the same time. Trust me, even just the life insurance stuff, it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff, right? So I tell people, do your life insurance first because it's, to be honest, life insurance is easier than health insurance. And it's even more important 
the health insurance, meaning most of what you do as an insurance agent will be life insurance, right? So you can make money without your health insurance license, you know, if you're, if you're a life and health agent, but you cannot make money with just a health license, you know? So, so most of the life insurance products, uh, you know, will have, you know, you can sell them with just a life license. You don't need help. So, and then when you get your life license and you go to take your health, about 10, no, maybe 15% of the material on the health insurance license will be things that you already learned, like general insurance. So get your life insurance license first, then uh, take your time and get your health insurance license uh, study for it. That's what Miss Pam is doing right now. You know, she, she was smart enough uh, not to listen to me. <laughs> so, so, so you need both now. Let's talk about investment. So I tell you for, for permanent policies, um, they have a cash value component, right? An investment component. So for, for investment, um, variable products, they'll have two accounts, the general account and separate account. And then for regular Permanent insurance will just have the general account. Now, what does that mean? So anytime you put your you you pay your premium, it goes into an account, you know, like your net premium, the one that the insurance company has after they pay any, you know, pay all their expenses and stuff. So it goes into a general account. And that general account, think about it as your general um, investment account, right? So it goes there and that's where they pay all of the uh, you know, they pay all the uh, um, claims from and everything, right? So the general account, that's where all of the, the money goes for insurance companies. But when you have a, uh, a variable product, then part of that money will go into a separate account. That separate account is an investment account. Okay, it's an investment account. And that money is put over there the, you know, you now, you'll put over there to just invest on your behalf, okay? So for general insurance, you have, you know, for variable insurance, I told you variable come in two, right? So you have general account and separate account, whereas regular insurance, your um, company just put the money in, in general account. Now, for variable products, who bears the insurance, who bears the investment risk? The policy owner bears the investment risk. Again, another name for policy owner is what? Policy holder. Look at that. Look at who's going to uh, ease this uh -huh. exam. Okay, so, so, so policy holder, right? So policy holder or policy owner, they bear the investment risk. It's almost like investing in the stock market, right? Because that is sometimes variable products. Most of the time they're invested in the stock market, right? So you bear the investment risk, right? You are taking, trust me, you can lose all your money, you know, uh, in variable insurance or variable annuity. The insurance company doesn't guarantee you anything. But yeah, we invest your money for you, but we can guarantee you can lose it all. You can make a lot of money, but you bear the insurance. Uh, you bear the investment risks. Okay, you bear the investment risks. Now. For, for regular insurance, the insurance company or another need for insurance is insurer, the insurer bears the investment risk. So, so for example, if it's a whole life policy, you no, know, my problem with whole life policy is the interest rate is too small. Why? 
why should I get uh, 5% interest rate, uh, 2% interest rate when I can get 8 or 9% or even up to 15%? The insurance policies out there, not guaranteed, but non-guaranteed rates, even up to 15%. A lot of people don't know about that, but anyway. Uh, so yeah, you can tell me about that yeah, later. Yeah, yeah, I don't I, I don't offer whole life policies to my clients anymore. And I know whole life is the most popular. Like I, I tell people, right? Just because something is popular doesn't mean it's the best thing for you. Uh, and, and I always like to give the example of McDonald's. McDonald's is the most popular restaurant in America. I mean, trust me, just in my neighborhood, I mean, I drive. Uh, sometimes I walk and within a few minutes, I'll pass like, you know, I'll pass by like four or five McDonald's. I mean, damn it. I mean, you know, you have, you have, you have too many uh, McDonald's. I mean, right. you know, it, it's, I mean, and, and if you like McDonald's, I'm sorry, maybe I'll offend other people, so I'll, I'll shut up. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying, right, um, McDonald's is not the best I mean, it's food, but it's not the best food, right? It you know, yes. leads to a lot of clogged arteries and a lot That's of right. and heart problems. But it's, it's on every corner, right? Everywhere you go in America, it doesn't matter whether you're in, you know, you're in an inner city or, or you're in a rural area, there will be a McDonald's there. So it's all over. It doesn't mean everybody knows it. It's everywhere. It doesn't mean it's, it's, it's good. It's good it's, it's the same thing with insurance. So mm-hmm. whole life is the most common. You tell people, oh, insurance, oh, whole life. Yeah, it's the most popular because it was the first permanent policy. But to be honest, among permanent policies, it's the worst. You know? And I mean, uh, I, I can go on you know, uh, for another 20 minutes or 30 minutes about why it's not the best. So I don't offer my clients whole, whole life unless, I mean, there are some clients who the only thing they can afford um, at that time or the only thing that works for them is whole life. So I'll give them what, what they can afford and what works for them. But if the client can afford something better than whole life, I never offer them whole life. And one of the, the this one of the, my pet peeves of whole life is the interest rate is very low. And you no, know, there, there are a whole lot of other options, right? But, okay. um, but but let's say it's a whole life policy, and the whole life says so. We're going to give going to give you a two percent interest rate, right? So I, like, hey, I ask the the customer or the policy owner. I don't care how you get my two percent. Hey, you say you're going to give me my two percent every month or every quarter. As long as you give me my two percent, that's all I care about, right? Now, if it's a if it's a variable. Whole life now, I'm responsible for that risk, right? Because the other thing to know about um, variable products is the policy owner, right? Policy owner or policy holder controls the investment. So, so, um, so you can tell them how you want to invest your money, where you want to invest your money. So, for variable product, you have control over your investment. Whereas, um, no, whereas for regular. Insurance, no, the, the the insurer is the one who uh, who chooses what to invest in. Okay, so the insurer controls and directs um, no the investment. So 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 the, the insurance company is taking the risks with regular insurance. Again, I say I don't care how you get my two percent or my money. Eh, that is all I care about. Whereas for variable products, you are taking that in investment risks, right? So now, variable products will guarantee you your death benefit, 
but they cannot guarantee you, they cannot guarantee your cash value. Because you may lose all your cash value if you make a dumb investment, but it will guarantee you some minimum debt benefit, right? Mm-hmm. So, so this right here is the difference between variable and permanent. Now, as I said, um, you, know, you have different types of variable products. You have, you have variable whole life. And again, you have to understand the insurance lingo, right? So on the exam, they, they will not say variable whole life. No, most of the time, they won't say variable whole life. No, I guess that's a way to trick you. They're going to say variable life. Mm-hmm. But you just have to know that variable life is the same as variable whole life. Okay. Okay, so they just say variable life. So, so, so variable life, again, has all these features uh, as variable. No, um, you control the investments. Um, no, you bear the investment rates. You have two accounts, general and separate, your, that your money can be you as the agent, you have to get two licenses to sell it. You need a both life and securities license, and it's regulated by both the state and federal government, right? And the state agency that rec- rec- um, regulates it is SEC, the SEC and FINRA. And uh, no, the federal agency is SEC and FINRA, and the state is the State Department of Insurance. And the same thing with universal, uh, no, a variable universal life. Okay, variable universal life will have all the other um, qualities I just talked about. And then and then you have variable annuities. So we'll, we'll talk more about variable annuities when we get to annuities tomorrow. But variable annuities will have all these other characteristics. You know, you'll need two licenses to sell. It's regulated by both the federal and state government. Um, you know, it goes in both general and separate account. The policy owner bears the rates, blah, 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 blah. And then for variable annuity, since we're on that, let me just finish quickly with that. Um, variable annuity, um, what uh, for variable annuities, um, the, you know, um, the, the, um, the benefits, you know, or, um, or the benefits um, are, are determined using something called um, annuity units. Whereas if it's just regular annuity, they just use a regular um, dollar amount. So they use your, your annuity units to determine benefit payments. But we're going to talk more about tomorrow. So that concludes our training for um, today. Let me stop here. So we stopped here on question 59, right? So I, I know you did 200 questions. Uh, we'll, we'll continue to review the other ones you got wrong. So yeah, we know the correct answer here would be uh, the, the correct answer will be 20 pay, all right? So your assignment will be to go back and do the simulator exam, uh, the same simulator exam, because you got 73%, I, I want you to hit that 85% mark, right? So once you hit that 85% mark, that gives me a, a little more confidence. If you can hit that two times for, you no, know, if you can do that for that simulator exam and the other simulator exam tomorrow, that gives me confidence that Miss Penn is ready to pass her exam. Okay, so so that will be your assignment um, before we meet tomorrow. Any questions? Oh yes, um, mm-hmm. there was one other thing uh, that I noticed last night. Non forfeiture. Could you go? What is that exactly? Uh, okay. Uh, let me talk about. Uh, so 
So, so the non-forfeiture is a little. No, I I like to spend a little bit of time in. Um, let me see here. Um, yes. it's really okay. just for the test purpose because I okay. saw that and I really didn't understand. You know, okay. Yeah, there are, there are a lot of um, options, but but for the for the for the non-forfeiture, um, you got to know that um, they just put in place to protect you as the you know, the policy owner. So you can't forfeit no, the non-forfeiture, right? So you cannot forfeit your life insurance uh, policy, no? Because we understand, no, you cannot forfeit all the benefits, right? So we know, we know that people have life insurance, things happen, maybe they don't want their insurance anymore or they can't afford, so now they're going to lose their policy. So it just gives you certain rights, uh, certain ways where you can be able to walk away with some benefits. For example, uh, your non-forfeiture rights um, and this is only with term policies. So one of them would be for you to um, uh, surrender your policy and get cash, right? So let's say I have a whole okay. life. Uh, let's say I have a whole life. Um, um, uh, no, I, I, I have a whole life policy, right? And um, and, and for whatever reason, uh, I can uh, continue making my premium payments, and I want to. I, I want just, to use my policy, right? Yes, so that that gives me the right. It, it gives you the client the right, uh, right to be able to get cash, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah I, then, I understand enough for that. Uh, like, no, I know you wanted to go into further. Um, I just wanted just a brief, you know, so I'll know when the questions come up about it. I have some idea of what you know what it's referring to, and um, so I think I'm good on that. Okay, that's good. So we'll we'll meet up tomorrow. So. Uh, so guys, uh, as you see, I'm very detailed. I've been working with Miss. This is our second day now, right? So we're, yeah, and it's it's one on one. Again, I kind of customize it to people's needs. Some some people need to go at a very slow pace. Some need to go at a fast pace. But I just calibrate it, uh, you know, to your unique needs. And you know, um, as I say, I'm going to hang with you until you pass your exam. You know, because. Um, because I take it very personal, right? When I'm helping you one on one, you know, I have a very strong record. Uh, 85% is a very impressive record, right? So I don't want anybody to bring that down. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> if, 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 if anything, you know, maybe one year from now, I want that to be 90% of the people I help pass the exam, you know? So it gives, yes. me, some, gives me some bragging rights. So, uh, That's right. so, so I'm, I'm personally invested in you passing your exam. So with that, we're going to conclude the training for this uh, for today. So with you guys on the podcast, um, this is what I do. Again, if you want one-on-one help, no. Now, just to let you know, it's a little more expensive. Uh, no, but if you want that one-on-one help, you have my number, um, 202-855-6294. Again, 202-855-6294. You can text or call me or I have my email in the description. You can also email me if you want one-on-one help or you want to book him. So that's what I do. And I think Miss Miss Pam, you should wish her luck. Um, I, yes, think, I, think she's gonna, I think she's going to pass her exam. No, just need a few more no, uh, loose ends. So yeah, that's it, guys. Um, thank you and have a nice day, guys. And um, I'll see you guys. Um, yeah, I'll see I'll see you guys, uh, I'll see you guys next time.